Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. Today, Planet Open Box is having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. Bidding is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, Nikola Jokic, he got uh, booted last night. Apparently, allegedly, he MF'd the referee. Yep. Um, should he have gotten ejected for that? At the end of the day, I know referees don't make great calls all the time. NFL referees don't make calls all the time. Yeah, they're under real fire. But but what? But where is the line honestly question. drawn? Yeah, you're right. It's a fair question. Well, it's, if you if you say it's an effing bad call, that's one thing. But when you say you are a mf'er, that kind of takes it to a new level. And Nikola Jokic himself admitted that yeah. last night. I I went I went over the line. So on one hand, I guess you know the punishment fits the crime. Okay. On the other hand, you've got. Serbian night going on in yeah. Chicago. Yeah. You've got you've got Bulls announcers saying, "Well, wait a minute, that's a little pres- presumptuous. What are we doing? This is the this is the the best player in the world, and and you got fans in the stands booing it, booing the decision. So I, I, I don't know. My overarching concern, and I tried to alliterate this in the first hour. I just don't think that he gets the kind of treatment that players of his ilk can expect to get or have earned. And I, and, and I will listen to the argument of, well, should any player get the level of respect earned? I mean, if you're getting a better whistle just because you're a better player there's something wrong with that equation. I would listen to that. Yep, I would. I would, too. I would certainly listen to that argument. But I think for any of us who have watched the NBA over the years, you can pretty much pinpoint guys that get good whistles, from LeBron to Michael to Larry to Magic, you name it. Guys that have all 
earned it and have proven it. I just don't. If it's going to be that way, I need a little love for Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I look at it from a very pragmatic way. What Nikola Jokic did last night, and I'm glad he apologized for it, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like raising kids. Kids are going to push you until you tell them this is not acceptable anymore. If you have a child that doesn't clean their room and you don't tell them to clean their room, they're never going to clean their room. They just aren't. They're going to push you until you get on them. And then when you get on them, a couple of days later, the room's not going to be clean again. Yeah, well. Kids push you. So the point is, Nikola Jokic pushed it to the mf level. If nothing happens to him, he will think that's okay. He will continue to do it. But now the question is, what's next? What's he going to say next? Because if mother effering somebody is acceptable, if that if you're not going to get any type of consequence for it, there's always going to be another step past that. When does it become unacceptable? I'm glad that he was he had consequences for doing it. I'm saying this as a parent. Mm-hmm. Should he have been kicked out of the game? I think that's a little strong. Technical might have been the right way to go, but okay. We're dealing with the aftermath of it now. And to your point, I would agree this much. I'm glad he got it without it being pointed out. And I'm glad he got it in which they won the game. Yeah. it. This is all made a lot easier by the fact that they won, that they got good performances off the bench, that we're starting to see something emerge in Julian Strother, who was what, 16 and 23 minutes last night off the bench. He was a good player for the Nuggets last night. Um, We're starting to see some things in Peyton Watson, who, did you see the remarks? And and, and slap me down if if I've got this wrong, but I think I've got this right. Can I do it anyway? Yeah, you can. Okay. You do verbally enough anyway, so physically you might. Go ahead, Draymond. Go ahead. Take your best (laughs) shot. Um, you want a headlock or you want a haymaker? Um, I think that Booth said, Alex, see if this rings true to me. Peyton Watson is as good as Bruce Brown now, and he's going to be even and he's going to be even better soon. I, he made a remark, and and I and it's I not as good offensively. And, yeah. and I no, it's, it's not. Good, not as consistent. But I remember looking at it, thinking, "Wow." That's really interesting, and 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 I and, and I don't have the quote exactly in front of me, but yeah, see see if you can get the the exact quote for me, Alex. But would you, would you like him to wash your car, paint your house, anything else? Well, he's the producer on a radio show. Can I ask him to 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 try to get a quote? You got a computer. You got a computer. Yeah, computer. but I mean, yeah, yeah I do you have. Can multitask? I do have a computer, but I barely know how to turn it on. Think about what talk radio is like before computers where you couldn't look things up. No, you had to, your, <laughs> your level of preparation was totally different. And I did some before the whole computer age and it is a totally different you creature. And I, you and I did television yeah. where you're standing by the AP wire waiting for something to cross. Yeah, Absolutely. And it came down on a ticker tape. It came down on a machine that you actually had to rip. And that's how you copy. 
And that's how we got it. I, I, I don't mean to totally sidetrack this. And what I'm about to say, I'm not trying to sound insensitive at all, but I will never forget this moment. I believe it was 1991. I, it's 1991, and I'm working in Kalispell, Montana, first television job, and they gave me six minutes for sports. Six? Well, I mean, what else is going on? Uh, yeah. Okay, that's a long time to fill. You can only do so much with high school sports. Did you have a news department? Yes, there were there were four of us total. I did sports. I was a one-man band. The news director was the former mayor of the town who did not believe teleprompters were necessary. And then, I'm not kidding, and then there were two other people. But they gave me six minutes because they couldn't even fill a half-hour newscast. No, right. So it was a really slow day, really slow day. And I still had like another four minutes to fill. And you have to find a way to fill it with something. And I'm standing at the wire, the Mm -hmm. AP printer. Right thinking, please, something come over. Please, something come over. Something. I, I have four more minutes to fill. I'm not trying to sound insensitive. But you might. I might. Yeah. And I don't mean this literally. I'm talking about trying to fill time. Yeah. And I'm reading, and it's coming, and the, the printer's going. And I see Magic Johnson announces he's HIV positive. And I'm like, thank God. I have another four minutes. Thank God. I have another four minutes. Awful for him. That's what I mean by sounding insensitive. But I felt like, well, at least I can fill the rest of my show today. Okay. I don't mean thank God he has. It, no, I but hear it was a you. Big story. But yeah, That's you all had, I meant. You had some meat on the bone. S- some. What was the uh, quote? So Calvin Booth said, "Some of these teams were trying to get Bruce, trying to make it worth it. It is just like be careful what you wish for. Peyton's bigger. He's longer. He's more athletic. He guards better. He passes better." He doesn't have the experience, and he's not as good offensively yet, but we need defense more than we need offense on our team. Okay, so I didn't get it exactly right, but that's a fairly provocative quote. Do I get to slap you down now? Nah, you can. I'll wait till break. Sure. But 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 I thought it was interesting nonetheless. Yeah. That's a pretty strong that's a pretty strong slap in the back for yep. Peyton Watson, right? Yep. So anyway, but I digress, but those were the residuals because you're right. At least they won the game. And the Nuggets have won a couple of straight now on the road. So, And they've done it with kind of peculiar circumstances, right? I mean, Jamal Murray had to pull them down in Atlanta, ended up not playing last night. Jokic was gone by the end of the second quarter. So uh, good on on the Nuggets to find a way to win. Coming up after the break, Cody Rourke, our Broncos insider, who writes for MileHighSports.com, joins us next. Next up for the Broncos, Saturday night. They have a date in Detroit. The Lions are 9-4, and four, but do they really look like a 9-4 and four team right now? That's next. Six, nine. 
Money Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman today. Planet Open Box is having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. Bidding has started at RollerAuction.com. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. In the meantime, love telling you about Nola Jane. What a great place to go for so many different reasons. It's right down the street from Ball Arena, off of market, outstanding place to pre-party and post-party that for their happy hour from 11 a.m. until 5. Outstanding, outstanding Cajun cuisine. Onto a sausage gumbo with dirty rice. I get that every single time I go in there because I think it's fantastic. They have six different types of po'boys. They have hurricanes there, obviously a full bar. But to wash anything down with a hurricane is a real treat if you cannot get down to New Orleans. And then they have a late night menu as well. I mean, yeah, you can go to Ball Arena and buy a, you know, $9 hot dog that doesn't taste very good. I'd rather get a bowl of gumbo that costs less that is far better. What a great place to go. Go check it out. For if you're going to go to a concert at Ball Arena, Nuggets, Avs, even if you're not down there for a game, it's a destination place because the menu is so outstanding. Nola Jane in Lodo, go check it out. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Paramount Siding and Windows. Paramount Siding and Windows, it's quality in everything they do. Find them at ParamountSidingAndWindows.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in our friend Cody Rourke. Covers the Broncos for Mile High Sports. He is our insider. And, of course, you can check out Good Morning Broncos every day at 9 a.m. on YouTube. Good morning, Cody. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing today? Good. The Detroit Lions are 9-4, and four, but... Do they really look like a 9-4 and four team right now? Two of their last three games have been losses to the Packers and the Bears. Can you make the case the Broncos are catching this team at the right time? Yeah, I'd say that they are. And, you know, one thing with the Detroit Lions as well is in the course of the last four weeks, they're, they're allowing teams to score 29.8 points per game. Not ideal. And I think the last four weeks they've turned the ball over 10 times as well. So, but that's kind of been an issue. That wasn't something that they were doing early on in the season. They were Jared Goff was protecting the football, wasn't throwing interceptions. Um, and then obviously, you know, I think one thing is we see how hyper-aggressive they are on fourth down. They were one of five in Sunday's loss to the Chicago Bears. So I don't know what's going on with them, to be honest with you. I don't know why they've kind of fallen off a little bit and why they've struggled, but it's been a little surprise. So they're struggling. They're falling down the ladder a little bit, and Denver's rising up. So it's a perfect opportunity for Denver to go in on Saturday and try to get a road win. If they can deal with their rushing attack, because the Lions really do start with that ground game. Everything else feeds off of it, and they're pretty damn good in that ground game, aren't they, Cody? Yeah. I mean, between David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, those two guys, I mean, they're very, very capable of having one big explosive run that could just break things open. Um, Last week, even though that Detroit lost 28 to 13, both those guys, they ran for a combined, I think, 130 something yards. Each guy had 66 yards rushing. 
and they were averaging, I think it was like 7.3 yards per carry. So, I mean, it was the, the only reason that things kind of faltered is because of penalties. Detroit was penalized eight times in that game. They were, I think they were six of 15 on third down. Um, so they were just kind of in long field situations. So they really couldn't invest in the run game because Chicago got the lead and kind of maintained it for a good portion of that game. Um, but yeah, no. And then obviously you talk about the, the run game, but a big factor of that is how good the offensive line is. Panay Sewell, former Bronco Graham Glasgow's over there. I don't know if Frank Ragnow is going to play this week for them. Um, obviously he's a very, very good player, um, but that's a very good offensive line. They're coached really well. And, uh, I mean, this is, it feels like a weird game because if you look at the trend, Detroit's struggling, Denver's rising, and the question is, though, what's going what's gonna to be the difference maker in this week's game? To me, that's a huge question. Broncos fans have the treat, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, of seeing Travis Kelsey twice a year, and everybody knows how great he is. Um, we could talk about the, you know, the running game from the Lions, which is pretty good, nice little two-headed monster they have. They also have one of the best wide receivers in the game in St. Brown. However, my biggest concern is Sam Laporta because I don't know how they're going to wind up covering him. He gets a lot of action. Uh, They use him a lot in the red zone. And to me, this guy is an absolute handful. Yeah, I mean, Iowa, I mean, they continue to produce really good tight ends. Except for Noah Fant. Except for Noah Fant. I think Noah... I think Noah's doing okay. I think Noah's in. I don't think Noah's in a great situation in Seattle. I think everyone's finally starting to see Seattle's coming back down to earth a little bit. They had their moment last year, and everyone wanted to pile on the Broncos after the trade. But Seattle's kind of in there. Oh, okay. You know, you just rode the magic a little bit there. Um, but yeah, no Sam Laporte. I mean, they have so many weapons. I mean, you mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown. You mentioned the running backs. Uh, Josh Josh Reynolds is another threat you have to worry about. Donovan Peoples-Jones at receiver is another guy. Former Bronco Khalif Raymond is a guy who can play in the slot. He's also the return guy, which you know he's very dangerous in that field. But then Sam Laporta, as you mentioned, there's balance here. But I think what Denver has to do, they have to do what they did to Justin Herbert. Now, Justin's a little bit – Justin's a mobile quarterback in L.A. Uh, Jared Goff is not very mobile. So you have to try to disrupt – his ability to just stand with the clean pocket and try to make plays. Um, and I think that, you know, for, for Denver, that's going to be the challenge because it is go, going against a very good offensive line in comparison. So you can't give that guy a lot of time to just sit back and, and allow guys to come free on crossing routes, whatever it may be. It's hard to have to cover all those guys and account for everybody for longer than 4.2 seconds. So they're going to have to find a way to dial up pressure while also maintaining coverage. It's going to be a very interesting way, I think, to see uh, how this team finds balance. Yeah, Jared Goff, in fact, over the last seven or eight weeks, has the lowest win rate of any quarterback in the NFL when under pressure. So the question becomes, how do you get to that point? you got to deal with the ground game, but if you can get that in check, all of a sudden, man, a world opens up to you if you believe the numbers in Jared Goff and you can start pinning your ears back a little bit. Yeah, I think that's really, honestly, I think that's going to be the game plan for them. It's, hey, we we just got to play balance here. Let, you know, let's come out, let's see what they try to throw at us. I mean, the thing with them is Amon Ross St. Brown is such a, a, a dynamic threat, not just vertically, but across the field. They love to set them on crossing patterns. And so if you find a way, and I think this is where Denver's advantage can come in because they're, they're finding ways to get tips at the line of scrimmage. I think you can get some hands on some passes. 
bat some passes down, tip them up. You know, tips lead to picks. That's what we always say. So in the coaching world is, you know, tips and overthrows. We want to be able to try to get those. Um, Vance Joseph is going to send pressure. And I think one thing I've liked from Vance as of late is Vance has done a really good job of sending it at the right time. And the guys have executed it. And there's no indication. Like, they don't really show when they're going to send an all-out pressure, which is great. So they're good at disguising it. They're good at not revealing their hand. And I think that's going to be one of those things they're going to have to do effectively well against Goff and the Lions this upcoming weekend. We're time with Cody Rourke, our Broncos insider. You can catch him on milehighsports.com. And, of course, you can catch Good Day Broncos at the top of the hour every day uh, on YouTube. You brought it up at the top. When you look at the Lions' defense, they've given up nearly 30 points a game over their last five games. With that, it's the old saying that when you have an excellent offense and an excellent defense, it's the immovable object against the immovable force. In this case, it's the complete opposite, right? What do you see in that Lions defense that the Broncos and Sean Payton can exploit? Ooh, I feel like it's got to be in the secondary. I think it's got to be with, obviously, their corners, Cam Sutton. I forgot the other guy's name at the top of my head. Um, they're going to find a way to just take, you know, take some shots in the passing game, but I don't think you can live on just the deep shots. I think you got to see more of a concerted effort on just getting the passing game going. Um, obviously, it'd be cliche to say run the ball. I mean, that's that's what has worked well for Denver. Now their yards per carry have been low, but I think the thing that stands out to me about Denver's run game is, as we saw last week against the Chargers, is that they were you know on some second and short situations. They were picking up a first down. They were getting three yards on second and three. So just continue to move the chain, sustain drives. Obviously, they have to be better on third down. Um, but it worries me a little bit because I think you look at their defense, Aiden Hutchinson's always a threat. I mean, this is a guy that plays with a relentless motor. He's very strong physically, very explosive athletically. And then I think their linebacker that they have, Alex Anzalone, I think he's, he's a guy that plays with his hair on fire. you got to worry about him coming through the A-gap and B-gap on blitz stunts. Um, you just have to figure out where you're at. So Denver's going to have to protect the football this week against that defense. Um, but I think they can exploit some stuff in the passing game. Jerry Judy uh, generated more targets than any other receiver on the Broncos uh, roster last week. Uh, the, the touchdown to Cortland Sutton was the play that was designed. The first look was to be for Jerry Judy. Didn't even get a target on that particular play. How much more patience do you think Sean Payton has for Jerry Judy and trying to get him figured out into the offense? I guess if you give a guy a fifth-year option, you're probably going to be pretty patient. Yeah, I think Sean's very patient. Um, They've designed some looks. And one thing Sean's told us is, you know, on one play, you know, where we go to, you know, Cortland, it may be designed for Marvin. Marvin might be the main guy, but something opens up. Cortland wins his one-on-one. Obviously, Russ and Cortland have a great chemistry and connection. So that's something I think that Russ has a tremendous security blanket with is those is, is obviously Cortland. Um, but you just got to keep going to Jerry. You know, I, he, had not, he had an opportunity, two opportunities last week. You know, one went through his hands. That's a tough play to make. You know, everyone's, you know, I know everyone's harping on Jerry for the one that Russ threw across his body toward the sideline. But, you know, the timing of that, the trajectory, you know, it's tough to get both feet in and also that you got to try your best to do it. I understand that. And then obviously the one you got to drag the back toe. I mean, that's, that's tough there, but, you know, it didn't work out. But the thing is, is you just got to keep going to them. You, you know, you don't shy away from them. Because I think if Denver's going to make the postseason, they need to get Jerry more involved, and they're going to need Jerry. And Jerry's going to have to step up even more going forward. Um, I think it's just kind of like this mutually exclusive thing. Like, 
they're going to both need each other. And um, I think you see so much of the narrative on social media that they simply, you know, Broncos fans are kind of over Jerry, but you know, Jerry's just got to keep grinding. Sean Payton doesn't seem too concerned about uh, anything regarding Jerry at all. And I think they're going to find a way, I think this week specifically to, to get him the ball even more. Is there another way Sean Payton can use Jerry Judy to make him more effective? Like, I don't know, crossing routes over the middle to allow him to use his speed to get separation? Yeah, I mean, he could. We did see a slant for the first time in forever. This yeah, how about that? Which was so weird to see. But but the, that's the thing, though, is they don't do a lot of route designs like that. A lot of their route designs, they seem complex. Like, that's the thing is they're not simple routes like slants and hitches and curls, digs. You see some digs from time to time, but everything just seems like the route tree combination for an entire play is complex because really it's designed who's going to be schemed open. Like, who's going to, like, this, this, based on whatever coverage they're in, someone's going to come open and Russ has to find that guy. To me, I feel like, you know, sometimes it doesn't hurt to go back to the basics. We saw Denver do that in the last two games last year against the Chiefs and the Chargers under Jerry Rossberg. And all of a sudden, you know, Jerry's having a lot of success with just being sent, like simple routes, like the slant, then the drag. I don't know why we haven't seen more of that, to be honest with you. Uh, real quick, uh, if I would have told you this late in the season that Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson would be the AFC and NFC players of the week, you would have said what? I would have said I have no idea who those guys are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had Zach. You'd know Zach Wilson, but Tommy yeah, DeVito? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Come no. on. <laughs> yeah. No, Zach, uh, Zach had a very impressive game. I watched that last week, and I was he – I don't know what got into him, but it was, it was an impressive play, impressive performance for him. He's auditioning to go play for some other team next year, so he's, uh, you know, he's got a little bit of extra incentive. Hopefully, to get out of New York. Devito, my goodness, what a what an interesting story! I guarantee you, it fizzles out though in the next week or two. Whoa! Well, it certainly happened with others. Well, kind of like in, um, kind of like in Minnesota. Yes, very much so. Where uh, Dobbs has been, it, it, Dobbs has been absent without leave. Yes. Hey, Cody, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. You thanks, too. Cody. All right, uh, coming up after the break, Colorado. They have done a marvelous job of getting guys in the transfer portal. They've done a pretty good job so far of getting guys in recruiting out of high school. They won the offseason last year. I don't think any reasonable person would argue that. Right. But is winning the offseason this season going to translate to more wins? That's next. Well, I must admit, I can't explain any of these thoughts racing through my brain. It's true. The baby, I'm howling for you. All right. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Today, Planet Open Box. Having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. Bidding has started at RollerAuction.com. 
Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Well, according to Blue Bloods Bias, the uh, buffs have the number one transfer portal class, according to them. This is the second year in a row that Blue Bloods Bias has said they've had the number one transfer class. And according to Deion Sanders, this weekend is when they start addressing the defense in earnest. They are improving with talent. No reasonable person will argue that. Now, according to Blue Blood Bias, they came out with their preseason rankings, mm-hmm. and they put the Buffs at number eight in the country going into this upcoming season. Let's say for the sake of argument, well, think about, I know you're cringing, but think about this. Really. I am cringing. That is a totally unrealistic spot. Okay. I'm not, I, in my opinion, I'm not going to debate that. Right. Not going to debate that. But if their offensive line is exponentially better, which we expect it to be mm-hmm. with the guys they brought in and you still have Shadur Sanders and you still have Travis Hunter on offense and you still have plenty of weapons, lots of weapons, even at the running back position, although we barely saw it. Right. When you look at this offense, could this be a dominant offense in the Big 12? Well, you're exponentially better from nothing. So, so, I mean... I wouldn't say that about the quarterback position. No, I'm talking... Well, you're exponentially better from nothing on the offensive line. This is all about the offensive line. Right. We're not talking about anything else. I mean, they've they've got a nice uh, receiver in the hotline. Okay, we get that. But we're talking about the offensive line. So, you're talking about being exponentially better from pretty much nothing. They averaged, like, through the first five, six games, 30 points a game. Yeah. And fired, basically, their offensive coordinator for it. For a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But they could never run the football, ever, one game, and then they never went back to it, which is very odd to me from a standpoint of what you're philosophically trying to do strategically. But So there are, I still have plenty of questions. But any improvements that they make offensively, on the offensive front and defensively anywhere outside of where Travis Hunter lines up is progress for me. I'll say this. If their offensive line is as good as we are anticipating with these transfer guys, but as I've said before, Mm -hmm. when it comes to transfer guys, every guy pretty much comes in with something on their resume, which is not positive. Right. They were unhappy where they were. And when, and when you have a, History, I guess, of being unhappy, you're always going to be unhappy. Right. So so we know these guys have talent. We don't know what their mental makeup is. And when guys hit the transfer portal, teams jump all over them. They try and get these guys so quickly, they probably don't have a chance to do as much homework on these guys as they would like. Well, how do you do your homework in the transfer portal? I don't know how you do your homework. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one, right? I mean, you, you bring a guy in. And you talk to them for a little while, and boom, that's it. You're counting on a lot of ratings. I mean, you might get some word of mouth on a certain player. And if you've been doing your due diligence, maybe you get a little bit of a heads up on a player. But, I mean, 
Dion's also been dealing with quite a bit of change in his coaching staff. There's a lot of things going on. So I would like to know the process of evaluation that they're making relative to the transfer portal. That would always, that would be very interesting for me to understand fully. Having said that, I don't think that they can go wrong at all changing up their offensive line. They got nothing from their offensive line, in my opinion. So you can't be much worse than you were last year. Same defensively. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? The NFL could be coming to Brazil, and we'll talk more about the AFC and NFC players of the week this week, who were certainly not the usual suspects. That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman and Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman today. Planet Open Box having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. The bidding has started at RollerAuction.com. Get involved, get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, love telling you about Bounce Empire in Lafayette. This place is 50,000 square feet. So as you can imagine, there are a lot of great things to do for adults, for kids, and for families with that, want to bring in one of the owners, my guy Brad from Bounce Empire. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Eric. How are you? Good. As we head into the holidays, you have extra hours for everybody to come down there. What are those extra hours? Yes, opening up tomorrow, we will be open up every day through New Year's Eve, obviously, except for not Christmas Day. But we will be open Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 11 to 6, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at regular hours. So we're taking it around the horn, buddy. Yes, you are. And I'm guessing you're going to be packed from start to finish every day that you open. Listen, when it comes to inflatable amusement parks, parents are going to think, well, okay, fine. I'll take my my kids there and yada, yada, yada. They'll jump around for a while, tire them out, and then we'll go home. With your place, it is just as much for adults as it is for kids. Why the setup that way? The idea was making sure that the adults love it and the parents love it. And then we knew, given we're an indoor amusement park, that the kids the kids are going to love it, obviously. So we really did a big emphasis on great food, premium seating, beautiful sports bars to watch our favorite Broncos play this Saturday, unbelievable deck overlooking the flat irons. Um, this bar top, uh, this ultra lounge is just beautiful for uh, – the parents to hang out, get a cocktail, sit in one of the $30,000 massage chairs, watch the game, uh, overlook in the park because they can make sure their kids are having a blast. So we really emphasized on the design uh, that the parents and the adults would, it's up to their standards and luxury for them. And then um, being the craziness that we are on the amusement park, it's, um, it's what the kids just go bananas. And many, many things for 
grandparents for adults you don't have to bounce around we got tons of carnival games we got connect for basketball just added a new football game adding uh, we have a wiffle ball we have sport court we have a lot of activities um, you know the obstacle courses are fantastic big 30-foot slides everywhere so it is uh, something for everybody on that amusement park floor too and it's uh, thrill competitive uh, chill we have it all okay so generally speaking if you're a parent you're thinking man Bounce Empire would be a great place to host a birthday party for my kids. Now let's go next level. Tell me how you would plan a guy's night out for adults. I would definitely, you know, I, I come from the nightclub world, so we, we offer bottle service at a very inexpensive price. So I would go reserve the bubble wall. Uh, get bottle service. It would be it's two hundred and fifty dollars for a bottle. Same thing uh, if you're going to watch the Bronco game or you know Super Bowls coming up. Uh, reserve a table. Gets you four seats. Gets you a bottle of Tito's, something like that. Uh, you have your premium space for the entire uh, time the game's there. You can go get food. You can go down to the music park. You can go outside get some fresh air on the patio. I would do premium seating all day every day um, uh, as a as an adult or uh, with my guy, with my guy friends on a on a Friday or Saturday night. How do people find you? How do they get a hold of you? Bounceempire.com. We have all the information you could ever want. Buy tickets. Uh, I would uh, suggest buying tickets in advance. We're getting really busy on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, advanced ticket is the best thing. We we haven't never sold out, but we're getting pretty darn close. Mm. Our legal capacity is 675 people. So uh, you know, on any given time, we have over 400 people usually in the in the facility. So buy those presale tickets. Uh, come and hang out with us. Come come watch the Broncos on Saturday. It's going to be fun. I got to tell you, I'm surprised you haven't sold out yet. Really? We're, uh, well, we're 50,000 square feet, so we're pretty darn close. We've been pretty darn close uh, almost every Saturday. Yeah, well, I mean that as a compliment. Your place is so <laughs> unbelievable, I would think that you sell out all the time. I mean, 50,000 square feet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's a big spot. Uh, it's a big spot, but uh, we have we have room for lots of people. But yes, we want to get to that sellout point one of these days. We're going to get there soon. I have a feeling it's going to happen over the holidays. Me too. I have very little doubt. Brad, thanks so much for your time. Have a great day. I appreciate it, Eric. See you, pal. Have a great day again. All right, time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at argonautliquor.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, the NFL could award a 2024 regular season game to Brazil as soon as today. Uh, the expansion of the NFL's international series has been a topic of discussion at this week's owners' meetings in Dallas, and the decision on playing a 2024 game in Brazil could come today. The NFL has never played a regular season game in Brazil. Do you think it is important for the National Football League to expand to Brazil? Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's important for them to continue to expand internationally. There are all kinds of markets out there that it's been proven through Europe are ready to accept and be excited about NFL football. There's no reason to think it wouldn't be the same way in South America. I'm just wondering if they play down in Brazil, if Ryan Lochte is going to be the ambassador for the NFL. You'd have to look that one up, folks, but it's actually worth a chuckle. Yes, he um, 
he had a little too much fun during the Olympics. Hmm. True that. All right, just in case you missed it. When's uh, the last time we've said Ryan Lochte? Well, I I hear you. He was in the news for something not too long ago, but your point is made. Yeah. All those swimmers. No swimmers, (laughs) darn it. All right, just in case you missed it, Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson are the NFC and AFC players of the week, as you guys mentioned earlier. Uh, This NFL season has had a lot of twists and turns and injured quarterbacks, and now two New York quarterbacks, not named Aaron Rodgers and Daniel Jones, are the conference players of the week. Did you ever foresee Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson winning Player of the Week awards? Well, I didn't even know who Tommy DeVito was before the season. Or well, he, actually, played, he played Illinois. Yeah, or or before, and I should know that. I should know that because um, Brett Bielma is still the, the head coach at Illinois, right? Wisconsin guy. Yeah, and a K-State guy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, the answer is no. I could have never forecast Tommy DeVito. Zach Wilson, I would have never bet on to have been a player of the week. So I guess both of them are surprising in their own right. Here's one way to put this into perspective. Through 13 games so far this season, half of the NFL teams, half, 16 NFL teams have started the same quarterback all season. Hmm. Half have not. So you're going to get your Tommy DeVito's possibly or Zach Wilson in there because starters are just going down. Well, Zach Wilson started, benched, now starting again. I mean, crazy. Looked pretty good last week, though. Look at the starting quarterbacks the Broncos get to face over the next four weeks. It's huge. Jared Goff, Aiden O'Connell, Easton Stick. And uh, Bailey Zappi. And Bailey Zappi. Who actually was pretty good last week in Pittsburgh. That is a murderer's row a Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks. Although I will say this, if you need three out of four wins, those are the kind of guys that you want to be playing. And it's not to say that one of them may not rise up and play crazy and play crazy out of his mind, but that's what you count on your defense to do. Beat quarterbacks like that up. All right, just in case you missed it, North Carolina quarterback Drake May, one of the top NFL prospects in college football, said that he is foregoing the remainder of his eligibility at UNC to declare for the draft. May will skip North Carolina's bowl game of the Duke's Mayo Bowl against West Virginia. Mayo Bowl. Yeah. He started all 26 games of his career during the past two seasons at UNC. He will leave with a 17-9 and record as a starter. Do you think May is a serious contender to be the number one overall pick in the draft? Mm, no, I don't think number one. But, I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's the team that has the need and the perceived fit. So we'll have to wait and see. But this is college football now. I mean, you got Gabriel from Oklahoma is transferring to Oregon. He's not playing in a bowl game. Uh, all over the place. So the bowl system is a wreck. That was our wine and liquor. Just in case you missed it right now, all Spanish wines, 15% off. Head on over to Argonaut Wine and Liquor for a great experience, whether it's beer, wine, or spirits. They have great snacks there as well. Find them off of Colfax. Order online at ArgonautLiquor.com, or you can order off their app. That is going to do it for us. Great job, Nigel and Alex, as always. Same with you, Bruce. I'll try and do better tomorrow. Make the best possible day you can. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time.